Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 220. This is Colin. I may or may not be Rick Springfield. And I'm Zook. I don't understand that reference. <laughs> I don't either. There's a song by Jonathan Colton called uh, Je suis Rick Springfield. Uh, where he may or may not be Rick Springfield trying to hit on some French women. So, yeah. Well, that was an obscure intro. It was. Okay, then. I think you failed this No, round. I did not um, fail. I succeeded. You fail for not understanding the reference. Listen to Joko live, man. All three of us are alive this week. Uh, Schmitty is still out trying to stuff his esophagus back in his body, which I can only imagine is not easy to it's do. It's probably messy. It's really messy. It's slippery. It's kind of slimy. It's not a good point, you mix. Have to, like, use a, you have to have to use like a broom handle to shove it back in there, like a ramrod. Um <laughs> Oh, that just paints such a horrible image, yeah, no. <laughs> We're off to a flying start here. Um, hey, shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, Radio KSCR, Open Book Audio, and Eagle Moss Limited. I just got two new ships from Eagle Moss Limited. And one of them I don't care about because it's a Cardassian uh, little fighter, but the other one's a runabout, and it looks freaking sweet. Cool. It looks so awesome. If you want a really sweet Star Trek ship, you can go through Eagle Moss Limited, take the banner at the top of our page. Please turn off the... Uh, the, the ad block that you probably have installed. Uh, they'll give you an introductory offer your first month for dirt cheap. I don't even remember the number. It's so low. It's so low, it's not even worth remembering. Um, tell them Stolen Droid sent you. Also, give a shout-out to our friends over at 4814 Web Hosting. That's 48-14.com. Best WordPress host on the planet. Nay, the entire Federation. I'm feeling very Star trek now after having received this runabout. Hey, but it, whatever works, and you know, it is good to be part of the Federation. Check this thing out. Check out the detail on that. Looks pretty legit. And see, it you is. can use the word legit because Schmidty's not here. That does look pretty legit, it is, though. Mm-hmm. It's cray cray legit. Totes. Cray cray legit. yo. Um, hey, guess what? We have a plethora of feedback this week. A plethora. Okay. Um, nope, that's not from this week. That was from last <laughs> week. Okay, here we go. Uh, a feedback test. One, two, popcorn pops on what kind of tree? Evidently, um, I Feast on Glue had some problems sending us feedback. He kept trying to do it, and it wouldn't work. I don't know why. If you've been having problems sending us feedback, I apologize. Uh, go ahead and email it to us, feedback at stolendroids.com. It's, there's a chance that our uh, uh, whatever form we have on the website isn't working. So apologies for that. Uh, he did write back in saying, uh, howdy, y'all. Haha. I was wondering what kind of Bluetooth speakers you guys may have. I use one at work, and a lot of people say something along the lines of, hey, that thing is cool. What is it? How does it work? It kind of blows my noggin because a lot of people at my work have iPhones, and every iPhone has had Bluetooth function. And most everyone know, I know has seen those keyboards for t- tablets and stuff. They know they can use it through Bluetooth. 
I was thinking about it, and why doesn't everyone have one? I'm not tied down to an aux cable, and it makes iHome pretty much useless. Thanks, Glue. That's a good question, actually. That is a good question. Um, I have I, some suggestions. I have two um, uh, Bluetooth speakers here in the house. They're both creative. Um, they're pretty small. Uh, they're like little boom boxes, if you can remember what a boom box is. Maybe that's like the wrong phrase to use. Um. Yeah, dude, you're like <laughs> old and stuff. How how very 1980s dated uh, uh, reference is that? Well, I didn't Seriously. say ghetto blaster. Okay, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I would have said because me being old and such. Yeah. Um. But I am right there with you. I don't understand why more people don't use these because they are so simple to use. And you're right, not having because most people play music from their phone. And it always kind of sucks having to leave your phone where the speakers are. Because what happens if you need your phone? Yes. Right? So I'm right there with you. People need to use more Bluetooth accessories, make them much more, I don't know, how would you describe it? Uh, common? Is that a good way of putting yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I actually have three that I like. Um as far as Bluetooth speakers go, the one uh, that I use most frequently is the uh, 808 Cans. It's about 30 bucks on Amazon. It's a really big sound for such a small little speaker. Uh, I like it. It's good value for the money, I think. I also have a Beats Pill at work, and I like that. I mean, it, it works great. I primarily listen to podcasts on it as opposed to music. Uh, but then for those times where you're out and about, like in the mountains doing your, your Sasquatch hunting or whatever, um, Goal Zero is a solar company. Uh, they make solar-powered uh, generators and all sorts of stuff. They they have one called the Rockout 2, and it's a solar-powered rechargeable speaker that's also Bluetooth. And that has really good sound. I, I really like my Goal Zero stuff. So um, depending on the situation... And your budget, there's there's a couple options for you. Yeah, I've been using the uh, JBL Flip 2, which is pretty good. Um, it's about 80 bucks on Amazon, um, but produces really good sound. Uh, I generally blast it at the office when no one's around, and I can scream and shout and dance my heart out. Let it all is out. Is that why you work like all night long so that you can just blast your it music really and is. dance all along? You know, this office, if you go into the break room, it actually has amazing acoustics. Not going to lie. I've sang a couple times in there. Well, you can sing, whereas me, it sounds like a cat being horrifically, horrifically tortured. Can he sing? Have we ever bad. heard him hey, sing? Colin can sing. Colin's got pipes, I yo. I can sing. I got me some pipes. Yeah, hey, there's he, YouTube videos. He and Schmitty could Just make saying. a could make a CD together. Me and Schmidt dog, we we could. I'm not we so really sure could. they could. Yeah, we totally could. Okay. He okay. he can rock out the piano. I can do the vocals. Um. Glue also sent in some other uh, feedback that I'm trying desperately to find now. I, I've been kind of quiet because I've actually been scouring through everything. Uh, he was the one we called out and shamed about his uh, inability to download his uh, podcast directly to his iPod, <laughs> thereby screwing up his dad. 
And now I can't Ooh. find it. And I feel really that's, bad about that because I just lost his feedback that's karma. again. That's what that is. You call out and publicly shame one of our listeners and then you get humiliated on the air because you can't find their feedback. Shame. Yeah. Um, th- this is meta. Um, Nathan sends feedback about our feedback. It says, I'm proud to be among the 25. <laughs> we grow every week. <laughs> Um, he also writes, I believe every other email I send you gets lost in the deep dark uh, of a series of connected tubes. I sent feedback last week, but I forgot what it was about. I don't know what's happening with our email. If you've sent feedback, I apologize that we haven't read it on the air. Uh, we make it a point to read every bit of feedback we get. So I truly do apologize if you've sent feedback and we have not read it. It's not us ignoring you. So we will try and figure out what's been happening there. Um, Ruff writes, and I guess I've managed to offend our Australian listener, our single one, because remember, we only have 25 listeners. So he's our Australian (laughs) quotient right there. He's our token. (laughs) Yeah, he asks, are you happy now? And he sends me the link about uh, Rupert Murdoch stepping down as president of Fox. I saw that today. And his son will be taking uh, the reins instead. His son uh, has such is a successful oh geez what is he here um he was a cartoonist for a little while and he also opened up his own recording company which was uh strangely bought out by a little company called news corp funny how that works so i'm sure he's very qualified to bash politicians (laughs) and run tv shows into the ground let let me tell you though bashing on politicians it's pretty easy they make it they make it pretty simple for everyone Oh, I know. The jokes practically they, write themselves. They really do. So, okay. Um, I think that's all of our feedback for one. No, oh, I, oh, I saw some on on oh, Facebook. We there had... was some Facebook feedback. You forgot? Oh, and it was from Zane. Yes. Is that where it is? I was looking everywhere for that. Now we're all trying to pull. Well, it are up. you guys going to read it? <sighs> All trying to pull it up on Facebook. This makes for awesome, awesome podcast material. Eh, Zane will get to it later. Um. Oh, I got it right here. Hey, Stolen Droids. I've been trying to send feedback for a while. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Something about it not working. All right, here we go. (laughs) Uh, Last week, I got a shout out, and I sent a response email uh, I've just now been notified that you guys didn't get it. More about the feedback things not working. Uh, Zook, your solo show is awesome, and as I, a viewer, feel appreciated because you guys as a team are dedicated to the show. Um, and then he goes on with, how come Zook, Schmitty, and Zoner are always stealing the show from Colin and Dollface? Uh, I think this is why Zook didn't want to find it. <laughs> right here. I remember him writing that. Note. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's not that we steal the show from Colin and Dollface. It, we just show up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it is. Dollface, unfortunately, she's got some issues that she's having to deal with in the real world. We wish her all the best. Uh, her her awesome husband as well. We, we wish them all the best in this difficult time that they're experiencing. I, I'm going to clarify that a little bit at the risk of making that sound incredibly ominous. Uh, they're doing fine. Uh, however, her awesome husband, who has been on this show a few times, um, he is um, 
I think he went by Hulk Smash. Um, he's currently in the hospital. Yes. Uh, so we wish them, we wish him a speedy recovery, um, and all the best wishes anyone can muster. If they could be sent their way, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Yes. But yeah. And then, um, Colin, he just like, I don't know. He's, he's playing solitaire or something. And then he'll ultimately just die every couple episodes. So it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't have died this last episode if someone wouldn't have, had to make an emergency error pop up. I wonder. It was an emergency broadcast test. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder whose fault it was that we had to bring that in. I'm just. Huh. I'm just wondering why you huh. can't stay awake after the sun goes down, man. You know what? You're like a chicken. Sometimes you have long days and you just pass out. <laughs> what are those birds that when you put the blanket over their cage, they go to sleep because they think I it's think nighttime? It's all birds. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those he's a bird okay well i think we've pretty much just wasted enough time on feedback that was feedback about our feedback but it was fun how about how about we talk about some some tragic news today and i don't know if yes. this is really tragic because when you're 93 and you've done everything there is to do on yeah, planet it's kind earth of expected uh christopher lee sir christopher lee may um darth Darth Tyrannus, Count, Count Dooku. Tyrannus, thank you. Yeah, Count Dooku, yes. Uh, passed away he was also, at the age of 93. He was also Saruman. Yep. Yes, he, he's basically been every bad guy in the history Dracula. of film. And I don't know if he's ever been a good guy. Well, you know, I'm actually convinced that based on his... He passed away, which is, is really sad, but, I mean, he did live a very full and eventful life. However, I'm not convinced that he will stay dead if you look at the body of work that he did in hollywood over the years uh he seems to have been studying for being i'm pretty sure he'll be back tonight at some point he'll just he'll just crawl out and and resume his career you know his awesome career of death metal music he's, he's become one with the force Okay, so we this isn't a meme, okay? This isn't like Chuck Norris. This guy actually did do everything. He was, I want to say he was a spy for the British government. Uh, he was an assassin. Uh, he spoke many languages. He was leader of a death metal band where he, uh, like his Christmas album is hilariously a top seller. Um, he's been acting for, oh geez, seven decades now. Yeah, I mean, the guy... Yeah, I want to since like, yeah. 47. He did everything. And just all-around awesome guy from all accounts in the industry. Um, so it's really sad that uh, that he had to go on to his next adventure. But I think we kind of uh, bored him at this point. He's done everything there is to do here. So, that sucks. Um, no good way to segue, so let's go into Apple. No, let's keep on the suck, okay? <laughs> Blackberry. That was that was your segue right there. Well done, sir. Oh, that geez. was my segue. I got to try, you know. Um, so, remember back in the day we used to mock Blackberry because they had two CEOs? Uh, one of them, what was his name? Jim Belisi? Jim, something like Jim that. Jim Belsil? Belsil, is that how you say it? Basili? It's Canadian. I don't know how to say that. Um, 
he finally broke silence. He hasn't been he, he hasn't been on the record or taken interviews since he left BlackBerry, uh, but he finally did uh, just this last week, and um, he admitted that BlackBerry's attempt to match the iPhone by not thinking through their designs and just rushing out the door with something was pretty much a bad idea and utterly devastating. Which, yeah. I'm pretty sure we talked about that very thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He he admitted that the BlackBerry Storm, which was their really buggy touchscreen phone that came out afterwards. You remember the one that had, like, the click screen? Had a 100% return rate. Really? That's not good. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah. He said it was so bad that Verizon fired them over it, which we remember. Verizon said we will not support BlackBerry anymore. Um, Then they just tried coming out with more hardware they wouldn't uh sell off their services they wouldn't license off their services which is something we had said back then they should be doing so evidently we were on par with their former ceo so what you're saying is we could have done his job i'm thinking actually what he's saying is that yeah common sense wasn't really a strong point in the company at that time has it ever been i think that that it has back in the day that day was a what, long time ago. Back in like though. the early two thousands, late nineties, yeah. <laughs> back, back when you were born, Colin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The, now, of course, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback because you could turn around and say, "Okay, well, what did you do for the company during that time?" Because you were still CEO back then, or one of the CEOs. I'm. I'm just saying. He stepped down. That's what he did for the company. He, yeah, he but got if, the crap if, out. If he had all these ideas and they're the same ideas we all had, why didn't he enact them then? Uh, maybe there was pushback from the board. I, I'm guess probably. I'm guessing, and that's probably part of why he stepped down is because I, I imagine there was a lot of friction there. Where he was saying, look, this is what we need to do to be successful. And you had a board of directors or whomever he re- he answered to saying, no, we've been doing it this way for years and we've been successful. Let's keep doing it. Here, let's put in Thorsten Heinz. He's a good guy. His last name sounds like ketchup. You remember <laughs> him, right? The be bold yep. guy. He was bold. Mm-hmm. Right to the unemployment line. So, um, yeah, evidently they knew things sucked, too. On to a little bit less suck. Um, Now we'll do Apple. (laughs) So Apple had their Worldwide Developer Conference uh, this week. And probably the biggest thing that was about it um, was that they weren't necessarily bringing out new features that you haven't seen before, but rather trying to integrate all these features you've seen before into iOS 9. Now, I came out, I want to say it was last week. It may have been the week before. But I made the bold prediction that... Coming up soon, all mobile operating systems and all operating systems in general are going to be the same. They're all going to have the same features. It's just going to be. It's just going to come down to what works best with your life. Uh, and to prove my point, Apple decided to take on every feature that Android had or your third-party apps. So, um, Spotify, Google Music, Pandora—it's being wrapped in with uh, Apple Radio. Uh, they're also releasing Apple Music for Android. So if you're an Android user, you can still use their audio service. Uh, they're taking over what SoundCloud had done. 
Um, Evernote is getting wrapped in, not actual Evernote, but they're going to actually use uh, an onboard app in iOS 9. Google Maps is going to be bringing transit directions into Apple Maps, which is kind of interesting. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Uh, they're going to be bringing the, uh, the what is it, move to iOS. That's what it's called. Trying to get Android users to make the switch. It's an Android app. Yeah, which, yeah, that, that's not really going to work. No. Um, they're trying to go against uh, Google Now on tap. Oh, geez, I forgot the name of this already. We all know Siri. And this is supposed to be Siri on steroids. So it'll talk like this. <laughs> That's gonna wasn't, be terrifying. Wasn't it just? Wasn't it just, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, almost. Um, Flipboard. They're going to be trying to take uh, a new Apple News app, which will get rid of a newsstand, which is awesome because I don't know a single Apple user who uses newsstand. Nope. And you can't uninstall it, and you can't hide it. Uh, they're going to be pushing wallet out everywhere. Oh, you can hide I, it now. Oh, you can. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. yeah. They they made that adjustment in eight. Thank well, goodness. see, this is what happens when I use everything other than iOS for a while. <laughs> if it sounds like this is all a whole bunch of me twos, you wouldn't be wrong, and I'm not trying to say that in a bad way. But I'm I'm just saying this proves my point that pretty soon all mobile operating systems are going to be the same. Well, and even throughout, like, the, the whole keynote presentation of everything, um, Craig was even just making these little um, pins of, oh, yeah, it's innovative, when really it wasn't anything that was innovative. It was something that had already been done by someone else, and and he he snuck it in, and, you know, people laughed. Yeah. I mean, at one point, I want to say they actually pointed out that you've probably seen this before in other ones, but not the way we've done it. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing really, really innovative in this. It's simply playing catch up in areas where Android has taken over and trying to keep on top of Windows Phone so Windows Phone doesn't become the up and comer. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to this sounds like I'm trying to bash it, but I'm not. Yeah, it's all, you know, and the thing that really gets me, it's it's all Apple playing catch up. It's all Apple trying to uh show how innovative they are because their Apple fanboys don't really care, I guess for lack of a better word. But it really kind of bothers me that they're making these claims like, "Oh, it's so innovative, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera, and people are going to buy into it. People are saying, oh, look at what Apple is doing now. Look at this. You know, oh, so cool. Why why can't Android do that? Well, we've been doing that for the last five years. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to. Not like they used to. Do you think that... Well, in one of the... I, I was going to say, do you think that the Apple that the Apple magic is gone now that Steve Jobs has been has been gone for as long as he has? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much... From from what I've read, anyways, Steve Jobs had the next two you know two years already planned out as far as the innovations that he wanted to make, and now we're past that, and it's just improvements on their OSs. 
Um, well, and what's what's unfortunate about that is even if he did have, and I wanted to say the number I heard was in the next five. I think years. I've heard that as even well. Even if he did, even if he did, he couldn't anticipate what the competition was going to bring in five years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And the reason I want to stress that I'm not bashing on Apple for this because it's easy to do that, frankly. But at Google's recent I/O. It was almost like, here's all the features that we've been weakest at. So now this feature is up to par with Apple or up to par with Windows. And see this feature? This is now up to par with them on this too. And then Microsoft's conference was, this is where we've been really awesome, but these are the areas we've been weak in. So now this is just like Apple and this is just like Google. And now the Worldwide Developer Conference has been, this is where we've been weak. Now we're just like Google. Now we're just like Windows. Exactly. It's all, it's all three of them kind of leveling out and becoming pretty much the same interface. Different underlying operating system, but same, the same way you interface with technology. Yeah, with, uh, with their new OSX version, El Capitan uh, 10.11. What kind um, of cat is that? It's not a cat. <laughs> Come on now. It's within Yosemite. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, ah, yeah. I just derailed yeah, you. I so, apologize. I know. It's okay. Um, but yeah, they, they just brought in more and more things that were similar to Windows OS, you know, such as being able to do split screen. You know, Windows has the snap views, um, which is one of the things that I personally have missed from not being on Windows for so long now. Um and so to have yeah, that I, back, I almost wanted to laugh at that. Uh huh. You should laugh at it. <laughs> and for, and for clarification, what they meant was, oh look, now on your iPad, you can take your iPad or your iOS apps and split screen, so they both take up half the screen, or you can move them so one takes up one third of the screen, the other one takes up two thirds of the screen. And I'm looking at it going, the Microsoft Surface did that. The Surface RT did that years ago and you all laughed yep you laughed your little heads well, it's off microsoft isn't innovative zook not like Apple. no not at all they've they've done it completely different come on now with theirs yeah. you can bring it into one workspace and snap it into another that's innovation <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how long yeah. until we start talking about apple like we talk about blackberry Probably um, a long time. I don't yeah. see... Because the one driving thing here we should take away from this is that all three major companies, Microsoft, Google, and Apple, are all recognizing areas they need to improve on. Even if it just means they're stealing those features from the others, they're still reacting. They're still responding. They're still trying to evolve. Whereas BlackBerry's real fault was, eh, touch screens aren't going to really take off. No one wants them. Eh, who wants to play games on your phone? It's a phone. You know? Yeah. Eh, no one really uses their phones to browse the internet. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I, I don't foresee us ever having that conversation about Apple. And that sounds awfully uh, like I'm supporting them. But the truth is, is that I think they're too smart. Even with all the dumb things they do, like not recognizing black people as having heartbeats, I they're not so dumb as to think that people are just going to always use their stuff no matter what. Yeah, and and actually, I, I think they're starting to slowly actually become bigger and bigger into the market right now. Um, you know, I've I've been with 
um, quite a few companies within the last couple of years and have seen some uh, tremendous uh, growth within um, the managed services uh, portions as well as, you know, marketing. It's, it's the OS you have to be on if you're in marketing now. It doesn't matter who you are, what you say, someone's going to make that battle and, and that's what you're going to end up on usually. Mm-hmm. Um, let's stick with uh, iOS right now. Um, iOS has had a slight, uh, oh, geez, this is why we need Schmitty, even with his external esophagus, because he can explain exactly how this works. Uh, <laughs> but a toolkit has been developed for iOS that spoofs an iOS pop-up. You know when your password has changed and you try and access your mail in on your phone and it'll pop up saying, hey, this account needs your password because you've changed it. And you just enter it, you hit OK, and you go on with your life. This toolkit uh, spoofs that. So it gets you to enter your password for that email account and then it sends it off to them. Oops. Uh, The bug was actually filed with Apple back in January, but it still hasn't been patched. And so now they're coming out with it in the news, trying to get some traction on, on getting it fixed. Yeah, this is this is bad news. This is really bad news. Yeah. Um, I you know normally we have some kind of helpful tip on if you get this, do this instead. I don't have one. Yeah, for this. this one owns pretty much every mail app. So I mean, uh, what do you do? There's not a lot you can do. How I, yeah, because currently there's no way to differentiate it between, oh, this is just a pop-up, and no, this is the actual phone, because the malware is doing it through the phone's pop-ups. Yeah. It is an actual phone pop-up. You just don't know if it's the malware triggering it or what. Well, from what and I can I, tell, it's it's just with iOS Mail. It's not with all Mail applications. So you could use like the Outlook uh, application, which works with all different um email accounts and get around it that way oh yeah that's right yeah this is just ios mail app but it's it's all of them like i guess all versions or whatnot yeah um but yeah the the scary thing uh, about this though is fishers can actually use this tool to customize their campaigns to get whatever credentials they want and so it's not necessarily just passwords oh we need your we need your credit card number that's tied to your uh ios account or Please name your favorite child. Yeah. What is yeah. your mother's maiden name? Is she single again? <laughs> I, I managed to say that right as Zoner. I, I know that I know that one of our listeners, Ashley, will probably spit Red Bull out or out her mouth and possibly her nose as she's driving around her mail truck when she hears that one. You mean puttering around? Putter, mail trucks yeah, don't actually drive. Around. They just yeah, kind of. That's right. They're like well-armored golf carts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're the only golf cart protected by federal law. Um, lest we don't dis- mess with the med- med- yeah, truck. lest we disparage the USPS anymore uh, and incur the wrath of Ashley. Uh, let's let's talk about some government workers getting screwed over. Um, yeah. So you know that hack we talked about, I want to say it was last week, about how a few social security numbers were leaked out, and oh my gosh, how'd they get in, blah, 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 we'll fix it, don't worry. Turns out that breach may have been slightly more um, massive than we were originally told. According to news sources, 
they, uh, when I say they, I mean the hackers, got off with all government employees' information. And when I say all information, I mean every employee, all of their information. Now, this hurts, and I feel for those employees, but here's why it's really scary. Um, Do you know who counts as a government employee? Elected officials. Yes. I was going to say mailmen. Generals. Well, yeah, mailmen too. Um, And oftentimes, many of those employees, if not all of them, are required to fill out a particular form, and it's the same form no matter which level you're applying for. I filled it out. Um, It's for your security clearance. Yep. I filled out that form. It's a pain in the butt. Ashley, I feel for you because the, the form is utterly ludicrous, and it's the same form you fill out whether you're the president or whether you are a mail carrier. It's like 30 pages long, too. I've had to do it as well. It is a pain in the butt to fill it out. Yeah. Um, We need to list out uh, three references uh, and three family references per page. They can't duplicate at all, which means you better hope you know a lot of people. Known (laughs) addresses for like the last 10 to 15 years. So Colin will have to look at Papa John's again. (laughs) Previous employer information. I mean, there is a lot of information in there. Yeah, a whole lot of information. Enough information, you could easily steal someone's identity. And what's worse is the fact that, okay, so if I have all that information, let's say that, Zoner, I hacked. I, I was the one who did it, and I got all of your information. What's to stop me now from applying for government security clearance using all your information? Because guess what? I've got it. And the person whose information they boosted... They've probably got government security clearance. And so, boom, they're going to get government security clearance. Bad news. Yeah. I remember I had to fill that form out before the internet was a big thing. Um, I actually ended up driving around to different addresses where I had lived, knocking on the door to talk to the people who live there now and asking, Hi, sorry, I used to live here. What's the exact address of this place? Yeah, it's a pain. It's a pain. So, yeah. Um... Let's go into Microsoft news. Okay, so Microsoft bought Skype a little while ago, right? Um, And I kind of lied. In my headline here, I say that their first act, really their first act with Skype was to get rid of Link and call it Skype for Business. Their second act is that they are going to discontinue the modern UI version of Skype. Modern UI is Metro UI. It's the the full desktop interface, the one that's tablet-friendly. They're going to stop supporting it, get rid of it, and only have the desktop version. But, and this is where this is okay, this is good, they have said that they are going to make the desktop version more touch-friendly. So instead of having a keyboard and mouse version and a separate touch version, they're only going to have the keyboard and mouse version, but have it be touch-friendly. Which is really, I think, the way to go with this. It's time to not split the OS, but simply have a unified OS with multiple ways of input. I agree. I have nothing. I have no further insight on that. I think I just snorted. <laughs> I have no further comments other than yes, I agree with you. Colin has forgotten he's uh, recording a podcast at all. He's like playing solitaire over there or something. Not playing solitaire. I had an email come by from my CEO that I had to read. Sorry. Uh huh. He's so what? easily You're distracted. on our time now. Sorry, guys. Work, work. I mean, I, granted, I know you're recording appears. at work, but you're on our time now. You know, 
I'm just loving recording with all these pink walls behind me. I'll, it's great. I'll tell you what. It's 11.51 p.m. It's okay yeah. if you don't immediately respond to your CEO, dude. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I think that there's some like understanding that people have to sleep at some point, although we don't. But uh, Well, maybe maybe we're making a lot of assumptions here. Are those walls behind him pink, or are they North Korean red? We don't know. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. It is kind of dark. I can't tell. They are um, hot, all right. hot pink. It's terrible. That's got to be rage-inducing at work. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, and to other Microsoft news, they've made a definition change to their Microsoft Security Essentials. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's the built-in antivirus that comes with every version of Windows since Vista. And in 7 and in 8, it has gotten really good, actually. It is now my antivirus of choice. Especially because they now view the Ask toolbar. You remember Ask Jeeves, that place? It's now considered malware. I think it's Which, awesome that Microsoft is... We all yeah, knew it I mean, was. Microsoft is just acknowledging what we've all known for years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, it's not that it's just specifically going after ask.com, but really any one of those crapware systems that go in and lock your search provider and make it hard for you to switch back to what you actually want. Yes. Which is good, because I hate Thank that. Thank you, Microsoft. Um, and finally, in Microsoft news, evidently someone, either at Microsoft or Oculus or both, have been listening to our show and taking my ideas. It's the only explanation. Because only a couple weeks after I talked about Oculus and how you couldn't trust them and they really just need to partner with a larger tech company, because I'd trust something from Microsoft. I'd want a, a VR system from Microsoft before I want one from Oculus. Oculus comes out with the new consumer version of the Rift, partnering with Microsoft for Windows 10 and Xbox One. Do you just have inside information? Is that how you keep doing this for the last four years? You're just in with all these companies. You get inside information. You say something a few weeks in advance, and then, boom, it happens, and you look really smart. I, You know, I honestly think I just think in the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> my brain is in the future. My mouth is here in the past. Only it's your guys' present. And so I just get super frustrated when I say what should be total common sense. And then, like, a few weeks later, it comes comes to you know, pass. We do have a very good track record on this show, though, of calling stuff like this. I mean, we've been months and months ahead of the curve on many, many subjects. So, um, yeah. If you like to know what's going to happen, listen to Stolen Drake's podcast. Tell your friends. Of course, you'd only hear that if you were already listening to Stolen Droids podcast, so you knew we were going to say that. Tell your friends. Uh, Probably the coolest thing that Oculus did announce, I mean, the new ones will be be paired with an Xbox One controller, so you could play it directly on there, or it will uh, be universal with Windows 10 and Xbox One. But they also have their new um, controllers, and these ones are built to hook onto your hands, one in each hand, and will allow you to... I'm trying to describe this, and I'm having a problem. It's like the nunchuck controller for the Wii, okay? You had one controller in one hand and the other controller in the other hand, and using that, you were able to kind of do whatever you wanted with your hands. The only difference is these will not be tethered to each other. You actually will have the ability to freely move your hands, pick things up, pull triggers, do whatever you want. You can actually articulate your fingers, 
it's going to be pretty cool. The only unfortunate part is that that controller is an added accessory. It does not come included. So I'm excited and yet still mildly terrified of the idea of looking like an idiot while sitting at my computer with a headset on. And if you mix and connect with it, headset, no pants. It was one time, dude. (laughs) And I go to that well every opportunity. I don't think Colin was here during that time. He has a really awkward, he has a really funny look on his face right now. He's wondering why you play connect in your underwear. Yeah. I like the way it breathes. Something special. So, just, uh, in- just so you know, Colin, when Zook first got the Connect, it wouldn't detect him if he was wearing pants. So he had to. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I was just simply very limited. I couldn't do the dance moves it was saying in my jeans. Um, what I didn't realize was that it was recording me to then play back after my turn was done to make me look, see what an idiot I looked like. And there I am dancing in my underwear on my own TV. <laughs> It makes you wonder I, why I these games didn't take off better. I hope it saves that video somewhere. <laughs> people back at Microsoft are just laughing at all these people dancing around in their in their underwear. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Screw you, Microsoft. <laughs> okay, into some Google news. And I am afraid I did not look at this headline as much. But... Uh, Google is going to help you find the best phone for you, which I'm fairly certain is going to be their phone. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll help find your next Nexus. Um, they've yeah. they've actually got an online phone finder tool that is supposed to help you determine what phone you want or what phone you need, rather based on how you use your phone and other criteria i tried to go through it and i got irritated on the first screen because it said what do you use your phone for and i couldn't choose every option that they have so i'm pretty sure i need a nexus yeah um let's see here what else do you do taking photos check listening to music check being productive check social media check gaming watching videos expressing my style web browsing talking texting instant messaging being on the go i basically use my phone for all these things except staying fit and i use my phone for staying fit or should i say you're the outlier you're the you're the anomaly or or should i say staying in shape because round is still considered a shape yes i'm round very round you're a shape Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh Oh, I, I can, actually. Oh, can you? It wasn't letting me earlier, but I clicked on it right after it, it launched, so maybe they fixed a bug or something that I was seeing. Let's see here. Uh, you guys vamp for me. I'm going to see what it tells me. So, how about that weather? <laughs> oh, it was so great in Farmington today. It stormed in like no other. Indeed. I saw flooding in the streets, but nobody really cares about that. <laughs> no. Nobody not really at all. cares about that. Now, I I really am curious though with this phone finder tool, like how big their actual database of phones is. If they're going to pull up like the $20 Alcatel special that was dropped three times in the factory and then run over by a forklift. Uh all the way up to like the high-end uh HTC ones and whatnot. 
or if they're just going to kind of have a couple selections from each price range or you know i i'm really curious how big of a database they can have because i know at my job we have a list of current and i use the term current very loosely uh current android phones manufacturers and models and that is an absolute nightmare to keep current to keep 100 percent up to date so i'm very interested to see how google is going to handle that Okay, okay, here's my results. Sorry for that wait here, guys, and, and thanks for covering me, but here's the three it says. I said that I use mine for music and podcasts a lot. I use it for pictures a lot. I basically live on my phone for productivity. I play a lot of games. I browse a lot. I do a lot of social media. I pretty much do everything a lot, and I, I rely on my phone. It is an extension of me because of that. So it told me that my top three matches, the Nexus 6, not really a surprise. The Samsung Galaxy Note 4 and the LG G4. But then it goes in and tells me specifically to my needs. Uh, the G4 it has a really awesome picture. It has an incredible display for videos. And it has a good balance of speed and endurance. The Nexus 6, on the other hand, is ideal for entertainment because it has a bigger screen. It has uh, Google Apps built into it, which guess what? They all do. And it has a really awesome picture uh, camera for shooting. The Note 4 has the highest PPI of the three. It has an S Pen, so it's more productive. And it has dual... You can actually uh, do multi-screen for multitasking. So it's not... I mean, it is just kind of stuff that I'd be able to find anyway because I'm me. But this is not a bad, not a bad little tool. That's cool. I, you just have to know. How I, to use I find it. it interesting that it gave you kind of the flagships of each of the the big manufacturers. Not really surprising. I require flagship level devices because I use the crap out of my yeah. stuff. I think we all do. <laughs> we are definitely anomalies. I think in. In the world, there. Yeah. Okay, we're running low on time. Let's power through this. The FTC has decided to go after a Kickstarter guy for the first time ever. This guy, um, and I forget his name, he was trying to build up funds for a board game, uh, Disaster Strikes Atlantic City, uh, or the doom that came to Atlantic City. He only needed $35,000, and backers would get rewards, such as free copies of the game or pewter figures for it. He ended up raising, um, what is it, three, four times that, $122,000. 1,200 backers. Yeah. And then he stopped giving updates, and suddenly the project was canceled. But don't worry, he's going to give refunds. And then he never gave refunds. And then the money's all gone. Turns out he spent it all on himself. He paid rent with it. He moved to Oregon with it. He paid his own bills. And the FTC, uh, their Bureau of Consumer Protection, went after them. Went after him. Um, now, here's the problem. Be this, there isn't really a set law in place for this. So even though he was the first, and it's a good thing that they went after him, uh, they settled with him for only 111000 which is not the full 122000 but then they've decided not to pursue it because he can't possibly pay it back. So he got the well, money, and um, he's off the hook. So here's a, here's a lesson for you kids. If you want this $122,000, all you have to do is defraud a whole lot of people on a crowdsource system, spend it before the government finds out, and then get caught. 
I can do that. Yeah. I, I think we all could. I could probably do that in a day. I think yeah. we all could. Um, in, oh, geez. Let's go up to vote. Okay, so this week, actually, I want to say today, Reddit shut down some of their subreddits, specifically ones that were used solely to bash other people. And I'm not talking like in a First Amendment kind of way, more of just kind of a douche way. Um, A lot of fat people hate, uh, homosexual hate, um, a lot of bigots, pretty much. Um, So they came out with a statement that says, we will ban subreddits that allow their communities to use the subreddit as a platform to harass individuals when moderators don't take action. We're banning behavior, not ideas, which I think makes sense. These Redditors then went to a system called Vote, V-O-A-T. They set themselves up as the free speech no matter what it is you're saying. All you fat haters can come here. Well, uh, that's adorable that you thought you could handle the sheer amount of haters on Reddit because they promptly killed their servers. Yeah, there's there's um, a lot of angry people on Reddit. And, you know, I've noticed this with on both Reddit and Imager over the last couple of weeks with some of these changes that they're trying to implement to make it a more friendly, quote-unquote, safe environment. Yeah, people don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Um, but... I don't know if Vote just thought that there's like, oh, there's like 50 of them and they'll come over here and it'll be awesome. And, whoa, it was 50 billion. <laughs> yeah. Colin, are you reading another email? I think he's asleep. Did he die? He just, I think he just he had a stroke in his chair. I think he died. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the audio just like, like was bleh, 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 just like that. It that, sounded that, that was just like, hot like topic that. dirty, and it just kind of exploded. It was a little weird. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Hey, just having a stroke in your chair. That, that works. We know yeah, how it goes. That works. Okay, um, so there's a rumor going around right now. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up here, and Marvel will not be a part of it. And the rumor is that they will not be a part of it because they cannot compete with DC this year. Who started this I don't rumor? know, but I think we talked about this a, a couple couple weeks ago, that it, it was alleged that that was going to be the case. I I don't think so. Because I, I want to say we actually talked about this a year ago at last year's San Diego Comic-Con. They said, they came out and said they were going to take a break from it. No, that was for this year. That was for this year. Yeah, that was this year. I, I want to say they, they came out last year and said from here on out we're going to be taking a break. Well, there was a lot of speculation, and I think that this is, um, this is something that we discussed in depth, is they're most likely going to be unveiling everything and discussing everything at D23 is that the the Disney con thing so yeah yeah is. well and, and let's let's be honest here okay and this is not me simply showing loyalty for Salt Lake Comic Con but what honestly does San Diego Comic Con have left to offer Marvel I mean truly do they need to ramp up every movie and get the fans excited do they need to leak little bits of footage because really, all you have to do now is see a trailer that starts off with the Marvel logo, and people are out of their minds. I don't. I don't really think it's what 
they can offer Marvel. I think it's what Marvel can offer their fans. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Mm, perhaps. Makes sense. I'm, I, I'm rolling that around in my head, maybe. However, Disney will be there strong with Star Wars stuff this year. So it's, oh, yeah. it's not like Disney is just pulling back altogether. They they are coming hard with the Star Wars stuff. So I think DC needs to make a better um, push because as excited as DC fans are for this stuff, I don't think there's a single geek out there who isn't just a little bit uh, jaded by DC. Did Zook just die? Did I, yeah, I think I, we just lost him. I, I think Zook just died. Okay, yeah, I think... Where did he go? I, I don't know. He he died. Ninja behind him came in wow. through the open Jeez. door. Uh, that was quick. Yeah, it, it was It was pretty epic. Poor guy, I never saw it coming. So, I, last week it was you that died. This week it's, it's Zook. I, I guess it comes you know? in three, so next week maybe it'll be my turn. Uh, Man. But yeah, I think I think what he was saying is, is people are a little bit jaded. People, we've been burned. DC fans have been burned hard by DC films. Just look at Green Lantern. Uh, and so, you know, I think people are, are quite apprehensive. So they're going to have to come strong and they're going to have to really do what they can to get fans excited. Because everybody is viewing Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad and these other films that they have coming up with quite a bit of apprehension. Um. Definitely, and I, I think one of um, DC's strong points and um, kind of main things that they're going to be tossing in is mainly within their TV uh, universe. It's Their shows have just been so fantastic in their upcoming shows. It's It's crazy how much they're actually putting out that's surprisingly good content versus what we've seen in the past. Exactly. Now, speaking of TV shows, uh, there was some big news this week regarding season two of Daredevil that came out. Uh, John Bernthal, uh, a lot of people know him from uh, The Walking Dead. He played Shane. Uh, He was the guy that brought a gun to a gunfight and lost to a guy who brought a knife to a gunfight. Um, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I just I just love that. Rick brings a knife to a gunfight, wins. Uh, but John Bernthal has been cast as the Punisher in Season 2 of Daredevil. Now, there was a lot of rumors circulating that we were going to see the Punisher in the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, which, you know, cool. I love the Punisher. I love the concept. And they've never been able to do the Punisher correctly, I don't think. You know, Punisher is a very simple character, uh, basic tale of revenge. Dude's family gets killed by the mob. He goes after him. What's so hard about this? I don't understand why nobody has been able to do a good Punisher film. But now they've cast John Bernthal, and this dude is intense. He even looks like Frank Castle, I think. He really does. And it's actually uncanny. It, it really is. So I, I think he's going to do a great job. I'm very excited to see how... They implement him into Daredevil, uh, exactly what they do with him. And I don't know, is he going to be fighting Daredevil? Is he going to be teaming up with Daredevil? This is going to be cool. I'm very excited for this. 
Yeah, I'm actually I'm really stoked to see who all they do bring into season two. I know there there has been um, uh, some some views of possibly being able to see. Um, oh, why am I forgetting the name now? Uh, Bullseye. Yes. The- uh, and also uh, Electra. You know, I I, I kind of worry uh, about them throwing too much in at once. And if they do Bullseye and Electra plus, they're going to have um, Kingpin back. They'll have Wilson yeah. Fisk back. So I worry about them doing too much. I don't want it to become Spider-Man 3. And so, you know, give us a yeah, little bit. You, you can only do so much character development before you just overcrowding things. Exactly. And that's been one of my concerns with the Flash TV series is that they threw everything at us like in the first few weeks. And, you know, where do you go from here? I I really don't want to see that happen. Thankfully, The Flash has done a pretty good job, I think. But I really don't want to see that happen with the Daredevil series. Um, Now, uh, looks like we are about out of time. Zook is trying to come back, I think. He's, he's like, zombifying himself here. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of The Walking Dead... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's he's sure trying to come back but let's hop into our favorites um i'll go ahead i'm back oh, you're back okay oh hey i'm just, back just, hey. welcome back we missed you do your favorite real quick before you die again google knew i was talking smack about it said uh-uh hang out plugin's gonna crash <laughs> okay before i die again here there is a water slide in a german water park that uh you definitely want to be in the right state of mind before you fly down. It is all in black, except for the parts that are lit by black light. It looks like you're flying down a black hole. And I can only imagine how terrifying, yet kind of awesome that's going to be when you're doing it in your swim trunks in water at high speeds. I, I'm not doing this justice. Check out the link. Watch the video. Someone went down with a GoPro, as everyone does for everything now. Check it out. All right, and then mine uh, is Darth Vader Remembers. It's a YouTube video that was recently released that uh, goes through the transitions of um, Darth Vader um, as Anakin Skywalker becoming consumed with the dark side uh, and then his uh, transition leading into uh, eventually fulfilling the prophecy um, and um, becoming to the light again. And as a Star Wars nerd, I'm going to say this gave me chills. I I really appreciated it, although it really reminds me how much I hate Hayden Christensen. Um, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, <laughs> last week I told you about a new app that I had discovered called Tops Bunt. It uh, incorporates virtual baseball card collecting with fantasy baseball, and it's very addictive and it's a lot of fun. They, they've they got an even worse one. It's called Star Wars... Uh, what is... Oh, crap. I forgot. Star Wars uh, Trading Card Game or something along those lines. I've got the link for the Android app in here. Uh, Star Wars Card Trader. Uh, but there's no gameplay to this. There, There's no fantasy Star Wars baseball going on here. Uh, you're just collecting cards, and you're trading cards, and I have spent far, far, far too many hours on this app, and it is a whole, whole lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, check it out. It is it is great. If you like Star Wars, if you like trading card games, if you like trading cards, this is definitely one that you're going to want to check out. 
Uh, I'm Zoner in the app. If you want to add me as a friend and do trades, that's cool. Uh, go right ahead. All right. Well, that is our show this week. Uh, failures and all, but we're happy we got through it this time at least. Uh, give us feedback, please. Hopefully things are working now. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. You can always leave us a message on Facebook. If I can't find it, these two guys can. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. That's 801-917-4335. Until next time, cheers. May the force be with you. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.